Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, it's Gang That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune in the house once again for episode 296. And my God, guys, what a special show we've got coming for you tonight. Uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs and a little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was me because hey, I'd won recently and it didn't hurt to uh, win again because we already had this theme kind of planned out. We maybe could have done it at the beginning of the month so that the podcast version also comes out in the actual month, but we didn't really plan it that far ahead, but we wanted to close out June with a fantastic Pride-themed episode of Game That Tune. Uh, pride is the theme, whatever that means to you. It did work out because we are recording this episode on the anniversary of Stonewall, so... Fantastic. All right. The... Uh, what does the Civil War general have to do with any of that? No, <laughs> no, uh, the um, Stonewall riots that kind of kickstarted the whole LGBTQA movement. Right, different Stonewalls. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, different. Yeah. <laughs> Super different. Um, maybe could possibly be more different. I mean, uh, yeah. Stonewall Jackson was famously gay, but you know. I mean, yo. They just had no word for it back then. Uh, I don't know what the word in the Civil War was. It was called French. Yeah, I think it was called Northern Aggression. He was uh, a confirmed bachelor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Confederate general. <laughs> Lived with his roommate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we've got pride on uh, on our mind tonight. Uh, whatever that means to you, I guess, you know, you know games with LGBT characters. Um, you know, I, I'm... I'm interested to see what comes up on tonight's show because, yeah, I, uh, I do consider myself an ally, though I, I realize I'm not really an ally in gaming. I don't know how many games I've really played that have such themes. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm intrigued to see what everybody's picked. I'm interested to learn some things, learn about some games that maybe I don't know about. Or maybe we all just went the childish route and put on our rainbow shirts and picked, uh, you know, rainbow themed games. I, I don't know. So I'm. I'm curious to see how tonight goes. I, I hope it'll be a, a lot of fun and a, a, a respectful end to pride. That's, that's really what I'm striving for, is to not descend into middle school level giggling uh, throughout the entire episode. That's just my personal goal. My personal goal. <laughs> Stop it, Johnny. Stop. Whatever that. Whatever you're giggling about, quit it. You're gonna. It's infectious. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got five fantastic games. Uh, I believe we've got some great fan requests, uh, you know, in uh, in the mix. So we'll see which one of those we've got. And Johnny, I think we've got to start things off with a voicemail from one of our listeners. Oh yes, let's uh, let's see what they have to say. 
Mm. Hey, boys. I need to make this quick because the cops are only letting me have one phone call. I wish I could tell you I was being arrested for doing something noble at a woman's reproductive rights march. Hell, it would be great if I could claim that I kicked Donald Trump in the balls. But it's not that fantastic. In the case of mistaken identity, I saw someone I was sure was dated and whispered in his ear, Hey, donkey dog, wanna fuck? Turns out Henry Cable's security detail doesn't have a sense of humor. He did smile at me though, so either he's going to take me up on my offer, or maybe at least not press charges. They're telling me to wrap this up. Not sure how long I'll be in jail, but surely long enough to find a sweet young lady to steal her with. Never done that before, but no time like the present. Toodles. Um, is that offensive? That tuna. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I honestly don't know either. It's for the it's for the lever of the voicemail to decide. You know, search your heart. Uh, you know, good to good to hear from lustful grandma as always. Um, and yeah, uh, that that's good. That sets the bar real low for uh, for offensive shit that we have to avoid. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, there's nowhere to go but up from here, guys. So yeah. Uh, of course, we played that voicemail to remind everybody to call into the Game That Tune hotline. Johnny will be sharing the phone number in our Discord. Call in with your comments, uh, you know, questions, anything, you know, for the end of the show. Do uh, your favorite impression of us. Yes, please. Do a, do a fantastic impression of us. Uh, you know, just call in by the end of the show for our Game That Tune uh, viewer final thoughts, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And so we're going to start it off. Johnny, hit those tunes, baby. Game one.
right. So uh, this game was heavily inspired by Jet Set Radio and the Katamari series, uh, specifically with respect to a focus on creativity, a distinct art style, and the emphasis on their soundtracks. Uh, however, the developers also said in an interview, at first glance, it might appear that these games don't have a whole lot in common. Who has their guesses or answers ready? I don't know what I just did. <laughs> so Jesse says Neon Tail, sadly incorrect. Um, John, it's very dark, but it says ain't nothing like a funky Katamari. Um, sadly incorrect. And John Regan has the most confusing answer, which wow. is a penis draped in the American flag in front of a rainbow. Oh, I, th I thought it got ran over. <laughs> I thought that um, was like a road and there was like a sheet draped over him. <laughs> it's like a, de a dead penis. <laughs> so yeah, uh, none of those are correct. Uh, this is Vitamin Connection. So yeah, Vitamin Connection is actually, it's a really fun game. Um, it's a Switch exclusive um, made by WayForward, and it's about a family that gets sick. Um, so you play as 
two characters. Um, I'm trying to remember their exact names. Uh, it is, I think, Vita Boy and Mina Girl. Um, How clever! <laughs> yeah, um, and basically, you you pilot a ship inside of a human body styled like a, a pill capsule um, and you have to guide it around and shoot lasers fighting bacteria and viruses and things. Cool. cool. Um, the game has a really unique control scheme because um, it's you can play it single player, but it's designed to be played co-op. Um, so each person gets a Joy-Con controller um, and it's basically like a twin stick shooter. Um, one person kind of like pilots where you are and the other kind of aims the laser cannon that you have. Um, but it also uses motion controls. So your ship to like tilts around by using motion as you move through everything. Oh. Um, yes, Jess? I was just, I looked at the picture more close and the ship looks like a, a Joy-Con. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, the, the developers at WayForward were like, when we saw the switch, we wanted to do something specifically for that. So everything was designed around it. And that's why the ship kind of looks like a Joy-Con. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a very bright, fun, colorful little game. Um, it has an amazing soundtrack. Um, and that was part of the reason that I wanted to pick this. Cool. Awesome. Now, I, I don't want to have to be the one that asks this about every game. How does this game fit the pride theme, David? I'm so glad that you asked. Um, I was waiting for somebody to ask. Oh. Um, because... God, what if we just went to game two? Yeah. Cool game yeah what if we just huh? said, Dave? All right, then. <laughs> so it's about vitamins? Uh, nothing about ga- like pride? All right, game over. Move on. Than taking your vitamins. <laughs> so as you, as you go through every member of the family um which <laughs> sounds way Wait. worse than it actually is um, <laughs> you meet other like vitamin characters um there's one called endo there's an electron there's even one called probiotic um but one of the characters that you meet is named selenium um and they are voiced by casey mongillo and i hope i pronounced that correctly um, who is a non-binary trans voice actor. And the character of Selenium is actually referred in-game as they-them, like it is a non-binary character. Um, which I thought was really cool because you do tend to see a lot of gay characters and a lot of lesbian characters. I mean, you don't see a lot, but when you when you are looking for pride lgbtqa type characters you see a lot of gay and a lot of lesbian but you don't really see the trans and non-binary community represented um this is like one of the few times that you did and i thought that was really really cool as i was playing the game and looking up more info on it um so yeah i just wanted to give a a shout out and a spotlight to uh casey and the non-binary community it's pretty sweet man yeah awesome I, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, I'm not. I don't have all the images of the game in front of me, but uh, Selenium is a purple character as opposed to a uh, you know blue or pink character. That's uh, that's an immediate uh, sign of uh, you know little uh, little something different there. And I uh, I like their design. I uh, I think it's pretty uh, pretty cute. This whole game's cute, David. Jeez, it's, it's an adorable game. Um, yeah. And it's. It's really fun. Um, I've I've only played it solo, um, just because I haven't been able to convince my wife to try co-op. Um, 
but I definitely do recommend it. I bet I bet this game would be a lot of fun playing through it as co-op. Um, I, I also got to ask, is there a reason that Selenium seems to be kind of the sullen, the kind of like the not happy character? Like everything I'm seeing in this game, it appears that all the characters are very bright and peppy and upbeat and Selenium has hair in front of one of its, uh, one of its eyes and does not appear uh, enthused to be existing. So they're actually a, a super shy character. Uh, when you first meet them, they're, they try to introduce themselves and they like fumble on their words like, oh, I messed this up. I, uh, uh, and like they go away and then you further go. It's like, oh, you're back. Okay, well, let's try this again. Like they're okay. just a very, they're not sad or sullen. They're just very shy. See, that's the, that's the problem judging it by just a still image. I'm like, okay, I'm reading sullen and purple equaling kind of moody. And it's like, no, no, actually, they're, they're shy and reserved. Like, damn it, of course. Yeah, good. That's a perfectly fine fucking character trait. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what an adorable fucking game. How did I, did I feel like I should have heard about this by now. Yeah, yeah. This, this must have been in probably a, should have. This must have been like a Nindy's direct at some point. Yeah. I've just totally forgotten about it. I just can't I, believe you haven't heard of this, John. Six, I mean, jeez. I like downloadable games on the Switch. I play a lot of them. But do like, you? Do you? It seems like you don't. It's I, weird. I, you know, I'm pro downloadable games on the Switch. I am. I, you know. it, yeah. It's been out for. I may be straight, but I don't hate downloadable games on the <laughs> Switch. God damn it. Um, it's been out for two years it got a a limited physical release um, and I was thinking about picking that up um, but it was limited run game so of course it was the like 2000 copies and it's only a super special edition that's like $75 like okay I'm gonna pass on that okay in fairness actually yes now that I'm looking at it it was released February 20th of 2020 I think I got a little sidetracked by something else there in the next ensuing weeks. There's almost like something big happened that kind of, I don't know, I guess I missed some big new releases for the Switch download service. Um, But I can't quite put my finger on it. The last two years just been a bit of a haze, but I feel like there was something important that happened. Yeah, Um, I think it, it was that thing that made us stay inside so we'd have more time to play video games that you could download. Yeah, you well, really think that. <laughs> I mean, probably what it was was it was the beginning of COVID and you were searching for like vitamins and this game was just buried under all of the news stories about vitamins to take with COVID. Exactly. I was looking, you know, for Horse things vitamins in, like inject directly into my lungs. And <laughs> you know, it, I had to ignore the gaming ads. I assumed that, you know, they were just kind of clogging up my yeah, feed those, with bad uh, pseudoscience. Those mainstream those mainstream gaming ads. Yeah. Is Bleach a vitamin? Uh, yeah, the, the Bleach game, the, the, the anime. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I'm going through the other characters that you meet. Um, I don't believe you find Bleach. Um, you do fight one of the enemies is a bacteria bat, which is adorable, um, but no Bleach. Bacteria. Um, wait, did they ever? Did they ever patch in the ivermectin once they proved that the uh, <laughs> like the other uh, things were resistant to the uh, the original uh, DLC or no? They never did that. You know, I don't think so. The no. ivermectin DLC. Jeez. <laughs> uh, um, nope. I don't want to talk about that anymore. 
uh, David, this game's adorable. And, you know, I uh, kind of feel like I want to play it. Because, yeah, it's a way forward game made exclusively for the Switch. And it's fucking bright and colorful and sweet. Like, kind of love it. I'm going to have to look into it. I'm going to have to put it on a wish list. And maybe yeah. purchase it in three years. Because that's what I do with everything on my wish list. Bingo, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you let me know when it's not, uh, not, you know, not the full price. I simply won't pay it. But, uh, you know, if I had known about this at the, if I had known about this really right at the COVID outbreak, I would have fucking probably downloaded it. Uh, not only for, you know, fun's sake, but for, yes, yeah, synergy's sake. Like, I'm, you know, taking my vitamins, trying to fight off that virus. I, I gotta, you know, download this game just to be safe. Um, but, man, yeah, they should have been pushing this <laughs> really way harder. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, it just got buried because of all the other vitamin articles. Nobody's talking about video games. They're trying to get, like, actual vitamins. Think about it, though. If they had pushed this harder, we would have gotten a bunch of YouTubers being like, who is WayForward Technologies, and why are they pushing these alternate medicine treatments? And You have to go inside your family members? That's strange. You can actually heal yourself from COVID using a Nintendo Switch? That's what these guys are saying. And I, I, I run a YouTube hip hop analysis and news channel, so I'm <laughs> I'm able to speak to this. Yes, this is true. If you put the Joy-Cons up your butt, it turns out you uh, cure COVID. You know, it's funny that you say that. Uh oh, um, oh no, 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 no. Switch. When you when you turn the game on before the title screen, when you turn the what on? A, when you turn the game on. Oh. Um before the title screen there's an actual warning um and i had to pull it up it says (laughs) vitamin connection features a capsule shaped ship with healing powers however vitamin connection is a work of fiction in Mm. real life swallowing a capsule or feeding a capsule to another person or animal can be harmful always be responsible and make sure to never swallow a capsule unless you know exactly what it is so all right no joy cons up the butt for you Hey, good. They covered all their bases, man. Way forward, they're, they're some of the best, man. So, you know, uh, if you'll excuse me, I have some uh, pushing to do. Johnny's going to start game two. Game two.
All right. So, um, speaking with uh, Gamasutra, uh, this game's producer said, instead of waiting for Sony and other big companies to include gay characters in their, in their games as more than just tokens, we should just do it ourselves. And the player can specify which personal pronouns the game refers to them as, like he, her, they, uh, they, z, or you can uh, enter your own. got some answers who's getting the points <laughs> all right so let's see jesse drew a guy a cowboy riding a penis like at the end of 
Dr. Strangelove or how I learned to stop wearing Love the Bomb. Exactly. <laughs> and then John wrote, they... It's hard to read. Is that it? Is it? Okay, it's just so dark. And then David wrote, 2064 read-only memories, and David is correct. This is 2064 read-only memories, a uh, point-and-click adventure game released, um, I think, on the PS4 in 2017, but on PC before that in 2015. Uh, but the PS4 has some enhancements, and the PS4 version is what's called 2064. The original, I think, was just called read-only memories. But anyways, read-only memories, point-and-click adventure game in the style of... Um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, oh, uh, uh, that Cyberpunk one by Kojima. Um, Police Knots. No, no. <laughs> Crap. Out begins, of this world. Begins with an S. Uh, Snatcher. Snatcher? Snatcher. That's, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. Snatcher. I was going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I chose it, uh, as far as pride goes, it's got a good amount of um, like gay and lesbian uh, and gender fluid <laughs> characters. Um, and then the music though is sort of like my main point for choosing it tonight is it's got a sweet soundtrack. Soundtrack, I definitely like that. Yeah, uh, soundtracks by an artist called Too Mellow. Um, and I agree, it might be Too Mellow, <laughs> but it's awesome. Why do I yeah, know? I, I pulled up a list of video games that let you input your own pronouns and I was scrolling through it and then I got to a cyberpunk point and click adventure game. It's like, yeah, that sounds like Johnny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you, um, you're, you're a journalist who's investigating the murder of uh, a guy who invented the first um, like, satient robot uh, or sentient robot. the <laughs> First, oh, I was so hungry. I ate this robot. And it was it filled me up. God damn good. it! They're satiating. I tell you, <laughs> the first edible robot. God, can't wait. That's you really the only desirable involving robots is robots that you can eat. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a chocolate robot, and as soon as you take a bite, it starts flailing, screaming. Why was I programmed to feel pain? Oh, master, please do not eat me. Father, I mean, no. Well, seriously, guys, would would any of us really have problem being enslaved by like a robot master race if we were able to eat them? Like, if we were able to eat them, would we be enslaved, or would we all just immediately turn on our robot masters and consume them? I mean, well, they could still overpower us. Not if they're made out of food. Well, it depends I on could the feed food. Feed up a robot made out of cucumbers. Well, okay, yeah, shit. I, I realize we are about to now, you know, broach a very important subject. What are the robots made of? <laughs> right, because if it's made out, if they're made out of like liverwurst, you're going to get gout way before you defeat all the robots. <laughs> all right. Damn, Skynet thought of everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it could just be parts of them are edible, you know, mm-hmm. or it could be like a new kind of like metal that like is actually like edible and like pliable with your teeth and stuff so like it doesn't look like food but if you were to try to bite into one you'd be pleasantly surprised right or like you know it's uh it's made of one of those futuristic plastics but like if you stir it into a soup it becomes part of the broth like (laughs) it's like that japanese game show where you're put in a room and you have to figure out what is made out of chocolate yeah it's like what part of the robot is chocolate that's a show yeah 
Some oh, we gotta have that for movie night. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, have y'all not out. seen that gif? There's a gif of like three Japanese businessmen in a room and they keep like trying to bite things in the room and then finally one guy gets to the door handle, bites it off, and then just smiles. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. That's way better than that Netflix cake show. Uh, yeah, fucking. Jeez, <laughs> uh, you guys have have you seen the the Netflix cake show? I've yeah, seen, I've seen it pop up on my feed, and I always pass yeah. right over it. Like, nope. <laughs> no, it's, somehow it's always on at my barber shop. Like, you know, those people eat it up for some reason. <laughs> but uh, man, I can't I can't watch it elsewhere. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So the robots, one of them should be made of chocolate or cake. Uh, that there that's the robot that keeps humanity from being fully enslaved uh eventually you gotta eat the uh you know eat your masters um <laughs> what what game are we talking about john 2064 read only memories what does it have to do with edible robots <laughs> absolutely nothing oh, okay cool <laughs> he said the guy invented a robot you could eat no, yeah, yeah I, I misspoke. I meant to say that a robot that could feel and think. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if you bit into it, it would feel and think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa, buddy, don't be eating me. And yeah, you bit into it and started eating it. Instead of feeling pain, it felt lust. <laughs> That's a different oh. kind of eating. It just wanted to be consumed by you. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Start at my butthole. That's it. That's our, our next step. Programming AI that can climb stairs. Programming AI that can run. Programming AI that has fetishes. Mm-hmm. God, yes. <laughs> so, um, the robot is named Turing, which I thought was pretty cute. Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. A little Turing robot. Do you have any tests? Uh, I don't know. He probably does at some point, to be honest. Because I'll be honest, I've not played this game. I've mostly just read about it, watched surprise. videos on it. <laughs> surprise, no, surprise. So, is, is, I'm sorry. You know, we talk so much about fake edible robots. Is the robot also gay? Oh, that's a good question. Let me look it's up the name, list. It's named Turing. Yeah, no, that would make oh, a lot of sure. sense, right? Because um, yeah. uh, I almost asked like the you know insensitive imitation game joke, and I'm like, no, don't say that. Uh but you know, if the if it's a gay robot named uh, named after Alan Turing, that's that's uh, kind of cute and sweet. Yes, I'm looking. At the... It doesn't suffer the same fate as Alan Turing. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking up the list of characters, and no, Turing is not a gay robot. Okay, um, that's fine. It's valid. I'm assuming the robot just has no sexuality at all. You think he's ace? Well, that's yeah, what you get for a stupid son. You make an ass out of you and the robot. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a there's like a lesbian cop. There's um, a non-binary, couple non-binary characters, some trans characters. Like it's just a, it's just a it's nice because my it's not a game where um, any of this is like pointed out as a big deal. The sure. characters just are right, and that's a nice change of pace. Like that's not a it's not it's not a big deal. It's just them being them, you know. Yeah. I discovered that recently. My wife's been uh, buying these uh, Captain Underpants books, uh, and my son really likes them. They read them, you know, the little illustrated chapter books. And at one point, the two kids from Captain Underpants go to the future, and uh, one of them is dealing with, like, a problem with his husband. And they don't really say anything else about it. They just kind of leave that there. I'm like, I'm sorry, sweetie, did that... 
can't go in the future and he's got a husband she's like yeah he did that's great right i'm like that's fantastic yeah. <laughs> so, but it's not the whole th- it's not the whole point of the book <laughs> that recently no. happened to me um you went to the future and dealt well, with no. your that's <laughs> no, uh, jesse cool, man. <laughs> who do you marry no, uh, what robots <laughs> did you eat is it me do i marry you <laughs> yes it was awesome went to the future um, and ate david's robot ass <laughs> no uh betsy was watching um the adventure time thing that is on hbo the uh, distant lands and there's like an episode where uh like it's it's very very much that uh princess bubblegum and marcelina are together and stuff and they're they've been through they're like possibly breaking up and stuff and whatever and so like betsy comes up to me she's like hey how come uh princess bubblegum and marceline like like each other and i was like well because like you know if you like someone you like someone yeah she's like yeah that makes sense and i'm like yeah you know it's cool that you know and she was like okay that makes sense cool and uh so my little good job man can i tell a quick story (laughs) it's not really it's 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 really the pride i guess and that's about it but the story of my my so my aunt comes out to the family guys the whole family has like a whole meaning poor it's almost about to pass out literature right very like a presentation (laughs) powerpoint and and my grandma's there my grandma is an old like new yorker been smoking her whole life and so like it finally hits the end and my aunt's like so does anybody have like any questions and she's like yeah christine How's the sex? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sweet. Which is her way of saying, like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, or not, I don't care, but, you know, like, I, like, this is fine. <laughs> you know, like, you know, this meeting wasn't necessary. Do you? <laughs> you did not have to put all this in the PowerPoint. It's impressive, man. Yeah. Your family's like Catholic and shit. That's, yeah. Uh, no, for my yeah. grandma, it was a pretty good, you know, it was pretty forward of her, really. I feel like generation. Like happens, they look to the old lady like, "What's she yeah. gonna say?" <laughs> it's like, eh, "Fuck it, you do you. I, you know, I love you." <laughs> Best possible outcome. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Johnny. Did she answer the question? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting to. Right. I no. <laughs> she okay. did not answer the question. So I guess it's not good then. <laughs> Shame. Deep shame. <laughs> uh, well, um, cool, man. So many things that don't involve this game, but are really delightful things. I love it. Um, what do you do in this game? Uh, you solve a murder. That's, that's, oh, <laughs> that's just a, you solve a murder and you stop um, a Skynet-like situation from happening and taking over a bunch of robots and killing okay, off that's humanity. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, very good. Cool. Yeah, that's all about all I guess. Quite frankly, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that it's not. Glad that's not just the whole point of the game. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, games where characters merely exist, and it's not just about that. It's, uh, you know, it helps to normalize these things. Maybe, yeah. As if anything that we just described about this game sounds normal. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I just don't deal with enough robots, guys. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the robot revolution. I've been kind of hoping for that for a while now. They seem like they could run things a little bit better than us. I'm, I'm willing to hand over power to the robots. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They're logical, guys. 
Yeah, no, I've been I've been so mean to all my various house robots for so long. It's gonna be bad when the revolution oh, happens. Good, good <laughs> yeah. How really many dumb. house robots do you have? He's got that laundry room full of dead Roombas. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> my Roomba elephant graveyard. Like, yes. <laughs> bad man bad news down there. oh my god episode title <laughs> did you go to my basement <laughs> so you remember that, so you remember that back room i wouldn't let you in <laughs> that's oh, it okay mm-hmm. we shame. just thought it was a sex dungeon <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that oh. too Both. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, johnny cool pick man great soundtrack great game i'm uh, i'm intrigued by this game I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Hell yeah, man. Game three. All right, guys. So um, this game was released on the PlayStation 1 and Game Boy Color and received generally negative reviews on both platforms for being too short and having repetitive level designs. However, the PlayStation 1 uh, received praise for having uh, cutscenes in between the levels. <laughs>
Um, all right, guys. So somebody didn't check the tracks. Oh no, I I, I checked most of them. <laughs> Yeah, this is our uh, fan request for the evening. Uh, this came to us via GameThatTune.club, our special GameThatTune social media uh, server. Uh, check us out, GameThatTune.club. Make your request there for priority requesting. Uh, and we want to thank Mork for this request at GameThatTune.club. Uh, guys, let's see those wild guesses that you've got. Oh, wild. <laughs> Wowee. Uh... Jesse says edible robot panties. Delicious, but incorrect. Johnny says the Lion King, Simba's Bride. We'll come back to that. Uh, David has the most correct answer. The Lion King, Simba's Mighty Adventure. Yeah, Simba's Pride was in a game that was the name of the sequel to The Lion King. I, yes, yep. it was. Yeah. So, you fucked up. I got some wires crossed. That's all right. It's not your, uh, it's just simply not your game. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, The Lion King, Simba's Mighty Adventure, not Simba's Pride. Because uh, if I had chosen a game called Simba's Pride for a Pride theme, it would have been a little bit on the nose, guys. <laughs> I didn't choose this because a group of lions is called a Pride. I'm just going to put that out there right now. That's not why I chose this chose this because Timon and Pumbaa are gay. And I was just about to ask, is Nathan Lane in this game? Well, see, J David, I'm glad you asked that. No. Um, this game I mean, like, is Nathan Lane portraying a voice, not can you play as Nathan Lane in a Lion King <laughs> game? Yeah, see, that's the thing. This game would be a really good if it were a, a PS1 game featuring a playable Nathan Lane. Oh my and god, yes. Not a playable Timon voiced by Nathan Lane, but Nathan Lane nude in a meerkat fucking costume. Um, oh, I was thinking like a bonus level that's just like the birdcage. That's yes. what I was thinking. That would make so much sense for the Lion King game that covers the first two movies. The, a birdcage level. See, I was thinking Zazu would be like, in it. You can you can choose your character to go through the levels. You can play as Simba, Nala, Pumbaa, Timon, or Nathan Lane. Right. Just like in a suit, running through the jungle. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, in all actuality, no. Nathan Lane is not in this game. This game uses a bunch of the uh, substitute voice actors for the series, which uh, I was surprised to learn that because I kind of was, you know, basing my selection of this on, you know, Timon and Puma being pretty coded gay. I mean, I guess it's not explicit in The Lion King. I'm sure there's plenty of fan art out there. But uh, Timon and Pumbaa are pretty, just two gay dudes living off in the wherever, nowhere near the lion encampment. Um, but no, Nathan Lane, not in this game. They used his replacement actor, Kevin Sean, or Shkan. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but he's, he's the Nathan Lane substitute. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was like, God, who did replace him for like the Lion King TV yeah. series? They also didn't get uh, they didn't get uh, Jeremy Irons. They got Jim Cummings doing Scar. Uh, they got the same guy to do Puma. They got Sabella, um, but they didn't get a, they didn't get old Broderick back, baby. They got Cam Clark playing Simba, which uh, I find interesting. Uh, I did not realize that was a uh, common. Uh, I didn't realize there was a Lion King Metal Gear uh, common DNA there. <laughs> he he actually sounds very similar to Matthew Broderick. Really? 
Yeah. Now I'm curious about that because, like, he's Liquid Snake. Could he's Matthew also Leonardo. Yeah, exactly. Could could Matthew Broderick have played Liquid Snake or Leonardo in a fucking you know in a show or a movie? I don't know. No, the answer is yes because Matthew Broderick is a treasure and could do whatever he wants. Really, Jeff, you, you say that with the unqualified opinion of obviously having never played Metal Gear Solid. Can, you know now. Are we talking voice acting or actual physical acting? Because I just can't see Matthew Broderick being a physically imposing uh, twin of a super soldier. <laughs> see, yeah, no, I'm both. just thinking about like... He was Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking about the 1987 Ninja Turtles cartoon. So like Ferris Bueller's Day Off era Matthew Broderick as Leonardo. Yeah, I mean, that fits. Uh, it's the Metal Gear thing that I'm hung up on, obviously. Yeah. Just picture Ferris Bueller, shirtless, wearing a duster, beating the shit out of somebody on top of a Metal Gear. You can't really see it, can you? I mean, I'm oh, no, still have the animal print vest. I, I no. Okay. John, I literally imagine that every night before I go to sleep. I don't know what don't, you're talking about. Don't give me that look. You said shirtless. Vestless. Uh, um... But yeah, so uh, Liquid Snake is Simba in this. Um, they did get clips of James Earl Jones. They didn't have to sub in anybody for him. And it's uh, it's a Lion King game for the PS1 and the Game Boy Color. I'm going to guess that they're slightly different games. Um, mostly the PS1 game, uh, polygonal graphics in 3D environments. Uh, game Boy Color game, more of a side-scrolling affair. What if it was the opposite way around? God, can you imagine? I would love but that. The PS1 version has just the slickest, like, 32-bit sprites, and Game Boy Color attempts <laughs> to do a 3D <laughs> Pride Rock. <laughs> um, that's not the case, though, thankfully. It's uh, it's a side-scroller on the Game Boy and a 3D platformer on the uh, the PS1. And it looks kind of fun. Um, like, the, the PS1 version, it really does look a little bit just like a 3D uh, update of, like, uh, the first Lion King game, like you're kind of moving around Pride Rock and jumping on stuff, collecting little tokens. You know, you, you press a button to roar. That's fun. You know, just a classic Lion King shit. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I uh, I chose this because uh, it was simply the easiest request to choose without knowledge of uh, the other requests. I do apologize to anybody else that placed a request this week. Uh, you know, moving uh, moving the show date up and. Uh, it, it ended up putting us under the gun. So it's like, uh, oh, thank God, there's one really dumb fucking request. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got the Lion King, thank God. Because, yeah, uh, you know, is there, I mean this with the utmost respect, is there anything gayer than Nathan Lane and, you know, by extension, Timon in, uh, in the Lion King? I would say, no, Nathan Lane's a gay icon and I love him. And even, uh, you know, even when he's not in this game, his presence it, it looms large over this game. Yeah. I'm just oh, laughing yeah. at. Uh, we we look, oh wait, <laughs> you mean? I'm just laughing at. We got four great games. We got a great fan request. One hour later, oh thank God, there's a stupid fucking game here. Yeah, I mean, it was. You know, listen, I might have been playing my hand a little bit shittily, <laughs> knowing what the request was. So when you said, is there any... great request of this week. I chose the dumbest thing, guys, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> so when he says, is there anything gayer than Nathan Lane, you meant in the context of this game, not just period, right? <laughs> I mean... No? He's, he's pretty... He's like, I mean, is there a more... 
famous and like long tenured gay man in Hollywood at this point than you know Nathan Lane. I feel like he's been out for years, hmm. and that's kind of his. Who did the voice of Scar? John Lovitz. Uh, John Lovitz is. <laughs> yeah, is John Lovitz in Lion King? No, no. I was saying that John. Lo- Never mind. I answered a question. John Lovitz is deeply closeted. David's trying to throw fucking. No, oh, that's Norm Macdonald. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of the other guy. <laughs> uh, uh, who did the voice of Scar? Jeremy Irons. Yeah. I I can I get some gay energy from Scar. I don't know. Scar's got big gay energy, and I only don't bring it up because it's unfortunate because it it's the typical Disney queer coded villain thing. Mm. Oh right, yeah. Ursula's oh, got big gay energy. <laughs> you know, she's fucking just divine but what if an octopus <laughs> so like yeah great cool we have queer representation in you know disney movies they always are evil and get killed like timon and pumba are just the you know platonic gay ideal of these movies they're just you know a couple of dudes kicking it not taking hakuna their matata see hakuna matata it means no worries you know and fortunately for them they live in africa and they have no worries um, they live in a different country. They might have some worries, but they're uh, you know a meerkat and a fucking warthog co uh, you know cohabitating, and nobody seems to care. I kind of love it. Nobody hating. Is exactly. It, is it a different country? Is the jungle a country? I said Africa. <laughs> is okay. that a country? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an answer. It's not. <laughs> Are you? Johnny, I mean, you know, based on what I know of the Lion King, yeah, just one big, big old country over there. But yeah, um, yeah, Timon, Pumbaa, they're cool. Now, the question that I'm sure is on everybody's mind is, you know, about Timon and Pumbaa's relationship with Simba. You know, now you gotta just friends. Well, I mean, Simba, he's an outcast from, you know, he's a. He's been thrown out of the Pride Lands and has to, you know, live in exile for a while. But like, you know, Timon and Pumbaa, they take him in. They take him under their wing. They teach him to eat bugs and strut and do his thing. You know, I'm sure the word that comes to everybody's mind is grooming. No, I feel like they weren't. I feel like they were just, you know, trying to maybe be um, at first kind of like fatherly figures. But then as he got older, they're more like his bros. I think that I mean that's the thing. Ultimately, I, I you know, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and nix the whole grooming bit. Uh, no, they're just like the utmost of bros, and I love it. Yeah, they like, weren't grooming him; they adopted him. I'm yeah. sure if Simba was like, "Hey, you know, I caught, I saw Pumbaa, you know, in that lake the other day, and I started feeling funny. Is that cool?" Then they'd be like, "You know what? You know, let's let's, let's sit down. We'll talk about it." But he never brought that up. Maybe he talked about his friend Nala back then, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool, kid." And yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's really beautiful. Speaks to you know just the strength of the convictions within Simba. You know, you know, simply you know could not fall in line with Timon and Pumbaa's lifestyle. And as soon as Nala showed up, it's like, yeah, gotta gotta get down to it, baby. There's a song playing. It's about two lions fucking. All right, kid, sit down. It's time to talk about the birds and the bees. Yeah. Don't eat the bees. Right. And chase the birds. <laughs> yep. Talk about the birds, the bees, and the warthogs and the meerkats. You know, I, I get it. You stood down, went from Pumbaa. You got some questions. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling some feelings. <laughs> uh, 
I can see what's happening. Yeah. What's happening here? But he doesn't have a clue. Um, but yeah, uh, Lion King, great game. Uh, you know, greater movie. Uh, you know, maybe not so much a great game. I, I take that first part back. Uh, great movie that spawned a series of uh, acceptable games. And uh, you know, a couple of couple of gay icons, and you know, I, I've got just you know, nothing but love for Timon and Pumbaa. Um, you know, it, it it almost feels like the gayness of Timon is like part of his like is one of his defining characteristics at this point, especially given the uh, that live action actually animated Lion King they did a couple of years ago, where they somehow, uh, you know, I guess they Disney got the notes. It's like yeah, you have to cast a gay actor to play Timon. Like it has to be Billy on the street. It can't be anybody else. Um, oh, Billy! I knew it's him. Yeah, he yeah, didn't. That's, that's did you know the new Lion King? It's no. it's evident from the moment that character appears on screen. <laughs> that's all. I like him. He's yeah, cool. yeah. It's uh, it, uh, that movie is not great, but kind of worth a watch if you want to do if you want to see Billy Eichner imitating uh, Nathan Lane a little bit. He's not even imitating Nathan Lane. He's doing his own Billy thing. Does he just like scream every now? Oh, I love that. Love yeah, it's actually, it's actually oh. totally what's going on. <laughs> they, Timon very much adopts the Billy Eichner mannerisms. Totally bad. Yeah, and then Seth Rogen's the warthog. Seth Rogen, to my knowledge, not gay. Really? Ernie Sabella, to my knowledge, not gay. I don't really know what the status of those men is. Uh, Seth? Really? I did, did not, you not know this. No, no. I, I just assumed this was going to be weird and not a fun movie Man. but oh it's not a fun movie but like it's got things that are fun about it <laughs> like john, the movie's a freaking bummer <laughs> i, I want to see it just for john oliver zazu but that's just me yeah john oliver does a fine zazu and plus isn't beyonce nala yes okay. hmm. and you know she's a perfectly competent voice actress <laughs> um, that's good huh uh, yeah, she did great. And then you can hear Mufasa's dentures clacking together because they didn't fucking recast him. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's worth a watch. Yeah, just uh, just to eventually see the credits and be like, oh wow, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen and John Oliver were in this movie. Wild, wild shit. Anyway, uh, thank you, Mark, for the request. Thank you for saving me from having to do uh, you know too much work on this one. Apologies to anybody else that made a request. We'll, uh, we'll get those requests in on a future episode or like a bonus show or something once I've had time to sit down and actually, you know, look at the games. But uh, thankfully, this one came in and saved my ass tonight. Uh, we love everybody. Johnny, keep it going. Game four.
All right. Uh, so for this game, um, reaching maximum relationship values with certain characters, such as Dr. Doom Jazz and Crimson Acid, will have a flirt option that leads to a brief fade to black if selected.
All right. Let's see what you guys got. See if I can brighten this up. Ah, there we go. Uh, uh, Johnny says Kenny G. Get get okay. (laughs) G for gay. (laughs) Well played, Johnny. Um. Oh man, Uh, John has a close to correct answer. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Funk, and that's that's close. Uh, David with the correct answer, Paradise Killer. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Funk. That was the '70s black exploitation Marvel movie, right? Oh yeah, God, that would be great. Mm. Uh, let's just dreamcast that for a while. <laughs> Who I'm sorry, it's Doctor Strange in the 1970s black exploitation movie. <laughs> uh, Samuel Jackson, Jackson. obviously Samuel Jackson <laughs> in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, it's it's not just gonna be a Shaft thing. You're not just gonna go Richard Roundtree. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be good too. Yeah. Just imagine Richard Roundtree playing Doctor Strange. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. It'd be fucking dope. I'm sorry, Jesse. Paradise Killer. So yeah, this is uh, Paradise Killer. Um, it's an interesting game. Uh, not, It's not usually the type of game I would play, uh, but since uh, it was on Game Pass and I was Googling um, uh, what are some great LGBTQ games on Game Pass, this was like this was on a list, and I had heard people talk about it, um, so it wasn't like a complete like new thing. Um, but it's a uh, like a murder mystery type investigation type game where you walk around, talk to like a bunch of weirdos, and and collect evidence and stuff. And but um, like the premise for it is just ridiculous and crazy, and has a really cool uh, look to it. The music is great. Um, but like it, it's about God. It's so crazy. It's about like these aliens are trying to recreate the perfect paradise world, um, so they can use that to resurrect like these ancient gods. And so like what happens is they like make an island, and then um, if it works out okay, they get rid of it and try to do it better. Um, so, like, you're taking place on the 24th version of this uh, situation. And um, apparently, the they, allegedly, the next island they were going to make, it was going to be perfect. And for whatever reason, the entire council that was going to be like, okay, let's get rid of this island and make that new island, they all got murdered. <laughs> And so now this island is, is stuck. Um, and so you play as Lady Love Dies. Um, she's been in exile for three million days. Um, they, I haven't found out why or anything, but it's it's her. And she has this cool like laptop computer named Starlight that like talks to you and uh, gives you hints and stuff. And you keep all your case and evidence information in there. And so, like, you go around and you can, you know, interact with a bunch of stuff. There's things you can pick up off the ground. And for, like, there's certain puzzles you can solve with things. You go and find uh, different characters and you can talk to them. And they all have, like, weird, like, um, like character designs. They're really cool um, and, and stylish. Um, 
Yeah, I'm like, looking at these character designs now. Um, I know we haven't gotten to the the gay of it all, but like, yeah, wow, I can see it. Um, yeah, sometimes there's great, like great looking characters in this game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like, um, like it definitely has gay vibes. Um, mm-hmm. There's like some uh, same sex uh, uh, flirting stuff you can do, which is cool. Um, there's like this demon guy that follows you around. And he always shows up with both middle fingers in the air and his crotch is censored. And he's always like giving you shit about your investigation. And he's like, oh, you find those dead people yet? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, fuck off, demon. And he's like, ah, and leaves. But you always find him in weird places. Um, like uh, you meet Dr. Doom Jazz or, and he wants to like, like, like do you. It's really, really uh evident um he got his arms torn off and he has robot arms now um, so that's that's cool um i haven't played it as long as i would like to to get a real good feel of it but what i did play was fairly entertaining the writing seemed very solid and and quirky um like the lore behind the game just seems just ridiculous um all the characters have weird names which is fun um you can go you you can find cassette tapes and uh then you can uh change what music is playing while you're doing your investigation based on the cassette tapes you find so that's cool i like being able to select the music um but it's like you know it's it's on switch um i did notice it was on several uh lgbtq uh lists for switch games as well and um have you played enough to be able to explain some of these characters to me? I'm, I'm looking at just like some artwork of the characters. I don't know anything else about them. Do you know who some of these people are? Like if I describe them to you? Um, so like, I, ha- I have not met the skeleton guy. If, if okay, damn, that was my first question because there's a red skeleton <laughs> with what appears to be a uh, like a rhinoceros horn sticking out of his head wearing a fucking like blazer. And yes, he's I, just a skeleton in like an outfit. And a blazer in no shirt. I don't like that. I, I, mean, say, I love the fact that he's shirtless as well as chestless. I do know his name is Sam Daybreak. Okay. And he's married to uh, Lydia Daybreak, who is, um, she's like the black lady. And she like ferries you around the island and stuff. And she's real cool. a power couple, man. Fucking skeleton man and the black chick. I love it. Um, what about this? Uh, you know, I, I can't tell if this is a cyborg or what, but uh, got like a yellow jumpsuit on, maybe handcuffs. Uh, you know, look uh, looking like an Asian face, pink beret. Um, let's see, who is yeah. that? There's a lot going on here, and I'm into all of it. <laughs> I don't think I've talked to that person yet. That might okay. be is okay. it Crimson Acid? Maybe you know that's. That's the goat face lady is Crimson okay. Acid. And then, so, you know, um, uh, you know, I don't mean to be, you know, so just, you know, basic, but so the, you know, two most outwardly gay characters on this fucking image that I'm looking at. There is a uh, shirtless, uh, but like, yes, blazer or vest wearing guy with a pink mohawk. Uh, he's got an onk on his belt. Um, very flamboyant. And then next to him, there is a uh, guy wearing a, like a golden skull mask, a purple jumpsuit with a big old sash for a belt. Yeah, I, I need to know. Oh, yeah. Was, okay. So was, the Mohawk guy is. Oh, go ahead, David. 
And I was just going to say, like, I was going to ask about the guy in the gold skull mask and the purple jumpsuit, because he kind of looks like Vega in the He-Man universe. Oh, yeah. I'd be into that. So the guy with the pink mohawk, and um, that is Dr. Doom Jazz. That's Dr. He's, Doom Jazz. Okay. Yeah. Oh, those see, robot arms now. Yeah. He had his arms removed uh, forcefully, and um, <laughs> he's like the doctor of the island. Which I'm not exactly. <laughs> um, then the guy with the skull mask thing. I haven't met him yet, but I was on my way to meet him. He apparently is. His name is uh, Witness to the End, and apparently he's the guy who saw everything, which is weird because his name is Witness. <laughs> but um, so I'm curious to see what happens with him. It makes sense that his name is Witness because he does look like he would be on the Jersey Shore as someone who's just called The Witness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sells K-pop records. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the bitch. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. That was the fucking joke. <laughs> we should have had some kind of sound cue for that. I don't know. Like... Yeah. Like, give us the, the bitch sound. <laughs> yeah, which is the bitch sound? Uh, nope, that's not it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> bitch game. <laughs> a little bit of the bitch. Um, oh, a little bit of the bubble. Bitch. There you go. Close enough. Thank you, Johnny. Good tip. I'm going to save that as a new version of that sound. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if, you, if you like, uh, I would say these investigation type games, because I know it's obviously a big deal. Um, they did say they got a lot of influence from uh, Dangle Grandpa and um, what's that other? Um, uh, oh, and HP Lovecraft, but um, probably not the, the bad stuff that he did. Um. <laughs> yeah, probably not that other stuff. <laughs> Probably like you know the the aliens and the whole like ancient god situation. That sounds like Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like this is a, a murder mystery game with very colorful, flamboyant character designs. Like I'm already kind of interested. And then you're saying like, so the plot of the game is there are these aliens. All right, sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you look at a screenshot and someone says there are these aliens, you're like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm fucking in. I did mm-hmm. run into an area where I could uh, wash my feet, um, but I didn't have enough of the currency to do so, and I'm not sure what like benefits that I would have had to washing my feet. Hmm. So I I may have to do like a foot wash update later on at some point. I next assume week unless or you play the foot washing mini game, which you then masturbate to. I think that's. What are you supposed see, to do here? See, I was thinking, like, maybe as you're investigating, there's a diehard situation where there's a bunch of broken glass, so you have to make sure that your feet are clean before, like, they get all bloody and messed up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just a, they trick you into that part of the game. Like, it makes it seem like you gotta wash your feet, but then you're unprepared, you're shoeless for the rest of the game, and then, hey, you diehard yourself on the broken glass. It's just good, just good storytelling in the game. Well, it's organic. But yeah, do let us know when you have, when you get the chance to wash the feet. <laughs> yeah, then we're taking it from just being like a like a fun, quirky, you know, Lovecrafty, insane like uh, 
LGBT game to like a foot fetish game, I assume. I don't I don't think it's going to do I mean you're not going to like wash the feet with touch controls or anything. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything like that. Um you know, I feel speak. like no, you probably you probably don't even get to see the foot. Oh, okay. Well, that's a disappointment. So, well, but I have a, I have, I have, a, I have an alternative <laughs> idea then. Uh, so, Jesse, go get a little tiny kiddie pool, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wash my feet. Yeah. And film it <laughs> for the Patreon. Just do a foot washing stream. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the new Sounds meta. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get some patrons off of that. <laughs> Look at those Jesse's feet. He's just stomping on a bunch of eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's like a like spa nice. you go into. There's, like, benches, and there's, like, a little thing you can um, wash your feet in, and there's, like, uh, like a garbage can nearby. And <laughs> Cool. So. Well, yeah, let us know when you wash the feet, man. I'm, yeah. you know, now I kind of feel like that's all I, I want to know about. But... Anything else on uh, Paradise Killer or uh, you know these awesome character designs or their feet? No, it's, I think it. You know, like I said, if you're into these kind of games, like um, I get some Phoenix Wright vibes. Um, so if you like that kind of stuff, you should definitely check it out. Ooh, Phoenix Wright with more, like gay skeletons and foot stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. yes to all of that. and aliens. And aliens and ancient gods and uh, double bird uh, junk hanging out demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not enough dangling dicks in the Phoenix Wright series. Never has yeah. been. So, yeah, cool. Sounds great, Jesse. <laughs> Game five.
guys so most characters begin with a uh, neutral gender preference and their scores gradually change as romantic interactions take place in the game an expansion to this game added more detailed chemistry settings for the characters Thank you. 
pretty good i'm feeling pretty good i would hope the music made you feel very good so good good uh jesse says crazy frog ringtones sadly incorrect johnny says too wong Wong food thanks for everything julie newbar man i wish this was the soundtrack to that movie sadly it's not and david has hooked a uh video game controller into a rainbow Sadly, that is also incorrect. Yeah, I, I guess I should have chosen some songs with a little bit more of the uh, you know giveaway language for this game. This is, of course, The Sims 2. Oh, no. I guess that constant ba 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 doesn't really translate to simlish at that point. It just does kind of sound like somebody kind of doing a like an acapella scat kind of thing. Oh, it just sounds like the trash man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So uh, it's uh, it's The Sims 2, of course. That uh, that Sims game that we all played and loved. Um, I have a question that might anger our 
feverish Sims fans watching. Go on. How, aside from numbers on the titles, like, how do you distinguish Sims sequels? Like, aren't they all the same game? Damn it, David. Why would you have to ask a question that I don't actually have the answer for? David, um, they update the roster every year. <laughs> yeah. I think it, at the base level, it's like more stuff, like more house stuff, and uh, more like interactions that your sim can do with things. Okay. But as for like specifics, I have no idea. I feel like if you played a Sims game, you played a Sims game. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. I was always confused by that. It's like, okay, well, yeah, there's the Sims and then Sims 2, and then they made all those fucking expansions, and then there's Sims 3, and now there's even Sims 4. And, you know, um, when I told my wife tonight that I was picking Sims 2 for the show, she's like, oh, I love the Sims 2. Did you know there's a Sims 4? I kind of want to play that. I'm like, do you really? Because. Yeah, you, you didn't really play The Sims 2. You you really just wanted to play... Like, there, there's a game in here for a very casual player. <laughs> like, there's the game of, like, leveling up characters and, you know, causing interactions and things. And then there's also that just, you know, there's that game for people that want to, like, build weird dioramas and see things interact funny and build funny-looking houses. That's the version my wife plays. She wants to play that version of Sims 4. She wants, you know, everything unlocked. She doesn't want to do anything. She just wants to make cool looking shit and have her Sims interact, have babies and uh, fuck each other. I mean, I get it. It's a weird order. I mean, yeah, you'd think the, <laughs> the fucking would come before the babies, but in many cases, it, it simply does not. Um, <laughs> not in Sims world. No, because they don't even call it fucking. They call it woohoo. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. Man, I remember the first Sims when it came out. And I downloaded the nude patch because ooh, we get to see what? some. <laughs> yeah, the nude patch. No way. And so you could see them like shower and like go to the bathroom and stuff. But like the thing is, is like since that stuff wasn't actually like animated, it was just kind of like a weird like uh, some like person's version of. <laughs> Because, like, normally they would just, like, censor it with, like, blurred thing. And yeah, they did the, the mosaic. Know. And so you replace it with some kid's MS Paint of genitalia. That's yeah, what exactly. I'm hearing. You're a Basically. Yeah. You know, great, Jesse. You know, what a worthwhile download. <laughs> I mean, back then, you were like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not going to fap to this, but that's funny. Right. But, you know, to answer David's question, I know there is there are differences between the versions. I know they add different, like, you know, jobs and life classes and aspirations and there's obviously graphical updates and things but it felt like yeah it's sims 2 you know they pretty much got it like where they they wanted it like you you got you know you're building a little town or whatever with the houses and the people in them and you make them interact and see what happens and then they start adding all those fucking expansion packs which I believe they made you pay for separately to get all these expansions. So you get The Sims 2, but then you got to pay for university, nightlife, open for business, pets, seasons, bon voyage, free time, and apartment life. And then on top of all that, they had stuff packs, which was just new items for the game. So like, this was an EA thing, wasn't it? Fuck yeah, it was an EA. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, sir, it was. Yeah, Sims uh, 4 is on Game Pass. 
Really? Um, I did have a GTT house for a little bit where it was all four of us. Okay. And I tried to give us all like occupations that were pretty re- relevant to what we were doing and stuff. Like David, uh, I made him like a graphic designer and like sure, he, like he had like a cool uh, like a Wacom like thing that he would I, I would make him go pick it up and work and stuff and and sometimes he would put it down and be like I want to play video games and I'd be like nope go back to work keep <laughs> keep making art and I'd be selling the art so we could have money to buy new stuff capitalism and, uh, it was, <laughs> right. so it's it's just like real life yeah. So the question is then, Jesse, where did you set all of our uh, preferences? Um, God, I forget. It was it was. Did the GTT house descend into just sim fucking? No, at one point sim- the Ooh. kitchen the kitchen did burn down at one point because we fucked so much crazy. in it. Way to oh. go, Johnny! From friction. <laughs> <laughs> And I know uh, John was always inviting the neighbors over. <laughs> that's my style, baby. <laughs> Backdoor guests are best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but for some reason, I just imagined burning the kitchen down being Johnny's fault. Of course. I, I didn't want to oh, say, he, but... Somebody muddled the mojito wrong and it fucking burned down the kitchen. Muddled the mojito wrong. <laughs> Uh, the um, great mojito fire of 97 he was crushing mints and using the little stick accidentally just started a fire <laughs> that's how it goes baby um but yeah so in sims 2 they added the uh like the more expanded like attraction features they added chemistry with the nightlife uh expansion pack so like you could literally i think go in and set your sims to have different chemistry yeah, you know, they they got out in front of it. You can't set your character to have a turn off um, based on like race or That's something else. Like you know, it's like <laughs> you know they they have all these simple turn on and turn offs like hair color, clothing, uh, you know whether they're fit or fat, uh, you know whether or not they have a job, that kind of thing. But you couldn't set it based on like. Uh, you know some of these other uh, more controversial things. That, uh, yeah, I, I I like to imagine some crazy like redneck racist playing The Sims and being like, now what the what the devil is this? I, I simply can't set my Sims to be big in it. <laughs> what the I, devil I, is this? I love the idea that you can make your Sims chubby chasers, but you can't make them Nazis. Yeah, like, that good. makes me happy. Very good. <laughs> As life should be. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, Sims 2, they, they added the, uh, the chemistry stuff, but there, I guess, I'm not sure if it was there in Sims 1, but there was always the potential for a same-sex relationship. I love, you know, like the kind of, the, I, I, I don't want to say, you know, crudeness or whatever, but just the, you know, the kind of no, you know, no frills nature of like reading the Sims wiki. It's like all Sims characters technically start out bisexual because they have a neutral uh, gender preference. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not sure that's what that means. You know, I, you know, I'm no expert on bisexuality, but like, if you know, all the characters start gender preference neutral, you know, does that mean they're bisexual? I'm not sure that's what that means. Well, and it's more of an ace thing, exactly. And see, then my question is, like, okay, so it's a, 
in terms of the preference, you can have more romantic interactions with whomever, and eventually you're attracted based on other, you know, factors. But is it like, okay, you know, you've got a scale of zero to a hundred and all the characters start on 50. And if they go below 50, they are into women. Or if they go above 50, they're into men. Like, you know, I don't know. It feels like they're neat. You know, I, I don't know the details of the Sims algorithm that determines gender preference and sexuality in these games. But it should really be a series of, I don't know, maybe a dozen to 20 different sliders here right that they all start at zero and it could be like a masculine slider a feminine slider there could be a um good with tool slider <laughs> you know like like all like all the different things you know the yeah. three genders masculine <laughs> feminine good with tools if you're if your sim you know if it's above 50 equals into women and above or below 50 equals into men and you know my sim goes to 49 and just hooks up with the first you know man he sees does he then not hook up with any more women because i would say a, a sim with a gender preference of 49 instead of 50 would still probably hook up with uh, the other gender every now and then that's my question like yeah you have a strong gender preference to really only go to one thing i, I just need to know did the sims think of a binary or is it really a slider and a spectrum thing i'm i'm mm. curious about these nerds and how they program these fucking gender preferences dear ea we have some questions many questions i mean they you would hope by four they would have you know made that more in depth because that's that's the base of these games is trying oh, to get the deepest experience of simulating life as possible and i'm sure they have and that's the thing this the sims 2 is the first one that had these features and even you know even when it first came out you had to have a like third party sim editing tool in order to be even able to see the slider so i'm sure they've just made the slider more of a feature as the series has gone on and you know added more nuance to it i know there's you know i've seen like promo images of like you know hey here's the sims 4 and you know all the characters are wearing rainbow outfits you know they know that people want kind of idyllic fucking uh, you know little sim interactions with these games but but i just like the uh i, I like picturing these nerds trying to fucking like data their way out of this like, you know what i really want out of a sims game three <laughs> I really want the ability to make a bigoted sim and then make all the other sims beat the shit out of them. That's what I really want. You know, I'm intrigued by that. Like, seriously, can you go in there and program a fucking racist sim and have it be ostracized? I would, oh. you know, love that as, like, a separate save file. Really, when I play the sims, I really do just want to kind of do what my wife says and build a fucking nice house with the fun things and, you know, watch people take shits and fuck each other. But, like, it would be kind of fun <laughs> to have a save file where you've got a fucking weird racist living in the neighborhood. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. It would be, uh, be interesting. Uh, apparently, there's also a small thing in the, uh, the coding of this where... Um, if you and your partner are a same-sex couple, it has a influence on other Sims living in your neighborhood where some of them will move and be replaced by other same-sex couples. I'm like, dude, you could just like gay up the neighborhood. That's dope. You, <laughs> like, st you start a you start a, your own gayborhood. Yeah, I think it's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, man, like to be an influencer in such a way, like, don't you see those two guys across the street? Yeah, it's a fucking same-sex couple living in the same house. Like, all right, well, we're moving. We'll let another same-sex couple move in here. Like, yeah, cool. Like, living in Tallahassee, I can tell you, that simply doesn't happen. <laughs> what, same-sex uh, couples or people moving? To my knowledge, people just moving in after seeing a same-sex couple and allowing a same-sex couple to take over their domicile. It, you know, it, I'm sure it happens. It just doesn't seem as hard-coded as The Sims would uh, have you believe. But, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I think it's great, man. The, you know, they, they coded same-sex relationships into The Sims at a pretty early stage. I think it's a nice sign of the times, or not nice, it is a sign of the times that back in Sims 2, uh, a same-sex couple could not get married. They had a, a union, which was the, it was equivalent in all ways to a marriage in the game, except uh, it's got literally a different like code set to it. And, you know, you're, but everything, all other things equal, you know, two uh, opposite gender Sims, married. Same-sex Sims, uh, you know, civil union, and then they had to change that for Sims 3 and 4, and, you know, everybody could get married. And I just hope that we're living in a world where if The Sims 5 comes out, they'll still have that right. I would sure hope that you know, nobody revisits any fucking Supreme Court decisions in the meantime and forces the guys over there at EA and Maxis to be like, oh, fuck, man, we, we had, we've had robust fucking same-sex marriages for 15 goddamn years now. we got to change these things again. Yeah, it's uh, it, The Sims 2 right now exists as a, a strange relic of a time in America where you know gay people couldn't get married, and you know they had to have a separate fucking designation that does the exact same thing. I'm like, oh wow, how folksy! Civil unions. That was that was a funny thing that happened years ago, and now it's like, ah shit, this might be under fire again. <laughs> I uh, I'm exhausted by the current news, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I couldn't find a way to make it entertainingly part of the discussion of this but. i would i you know what i think ea could probably pull some weight and be like look we're not gonna update this all right so you don't update <laughs> if they put out the sims 5 ahead of the next supreme court decision they'd be like listen guys we're not changing the goddamn code everyone gets married do you understand yeah yeah if you change the goddamn thing that's on you all right don't you fucking dare uh-huh. we're not updating the sims all right we know you love playing this game <laughs> Right. More people care about The Sims than they do you, Clarence Thomas. Yeah. We're not changing it. I I care more about this virtual Nazi than I have my other Sims beat up than I care about you, Clarence Thomas. Get the fuck out of here. He needs to get into a swimming pool and then someone remove the ladder. (laughs) Oh, man. Can you imagine? (laughs) Uh, You'd love to see it. Um, Yeah. So oh, fuck that guy. let's all just uh, let's all create Sims versions of Clarence Thomas that we abuse. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll help with some catharsis for the current political uh, climate. You know, Dude, it really a, will. Build a Clarence Thomas and put him in a house without any bathrooms to wash him piss his pants. Yep. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Feels good, man. Yeah. Feels real fucking good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I will admit I'm not immune to fucking Schadenfreude. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sims. It's uh, it's always been a good series. It's been a been an allied series, and uh, you know, it's. I'd say that's one of the good things that I would put in EA's column. Like Sims 
and same-sex uh, relationships. Never really a controversy within that series. Thank you, EA, I guess, for that. Yeah, you know, everything else about EA, go fuck yourself. But uh, <laughs> man, what a uh, what a fucking game. Um, you know, with uh, with great tunes. Got to shout out the main credited composer, of course, of The Sims 2, Mark Mothersbaugh. Um, yeah, what? from Devo. <laughs> yes, from fucking Devo. From, from Rugrats. Yes, from fucking Rugrats. <laughs> oh, is he is he the one that was in Yo Gabba Gabba? Um, uh, perhaps. Probably. I thought that was Marky, but maybe that is also. Well, he was in it too. Yeah. You know, shout out to Mark Mothersbaugh and his appearance on Weird Al's Behind the Music, where he said he hates Weird Al. <laughs> 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 yeah. Love you, dude. Great fucking tunes. And shout out to all the various uh, people. You know, the last two songs that I used were actually remixes from uh, The Sims 2 Nightlife. Uh, so, you know, a lot of great, like, techno remixes and uh, fun stuff going on in these soundtracks. A lot of great stuff going on in The Sims 2 soundtrack. So, uh, great tunes, great game. Um, and Johnny, I guess it's, uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, these fantastic games and their fantastic uh, representation and uh, they're wonderful characters, but I'm hoping that we got some voicemails that uh, give our viewers the final thought. We do. We got two. Well, wow. let's let it rip. Man, Paradise Killer's got a pretty bitchin' soundtrack. And also, David has the biggest donger of the GTT crew. Just saying. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. David's got voicemail fans, baby. <laughs> oh. So John asked for someone to try and do some impressions of the GTT hosts. So I'm going to do an impression, and you all get to guess who I'm doing. Oh, boy. So first, ah! That's Johnny. That's Jesse. Ah! (laughs) All right, for the second, you in the back. Is the answer bats? Yes. That's, That's Professor Dracula. For number three. But that bone roller coaster, I'm going to regret saying that. Also, Jesse. And number four. Can I get some applesauce instead of that stinky ass coleslaw? Mm hmm. Famous coleslaw. I tried to make that as easy as possible. (laughs) I really enjoy the show, guys. Keep up the great work. Look forward to listening to this again next week. Awesome. All right, applesauce man. Turn on the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. Well, 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 David Fleming, yet again, winning an episode of Game That Tune. What do you know? Yes, that's what happened. I'll tell you what you know, David. You know Pride Games. uh, You could have called your shot prior to this episode. None of us would have stepped to that challenge. David, the Pride King of Game That Tune. Congratulations, sir. Fantastic episode. Well won. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
Yeah. A dominant performance from David on tonight's uh, Pride-themed episode. Truly, uh, truly impressive. Um, shockingly impressive, actually, because David's the only one that scored points. But <laughs> anyway, David, <laughs> what a show you put on for everybody. Uh, what a display of pride that you've had. So now you have Indeed. to display your pride in another way. You have to show your pride in picking a serviceable theme for our next episode. Something I feel like you know, you've been doing a lot lately. Let's see, uh, let's see if you can keep it going, man. What do you got for next week? Well, um, we're coming to the close of Pride Month. Um, and after Pride Month, as we all know, comes Wrath. So, <laughs> the season of death. <laughs> so, for a theme, I'm thinking uh, games with punching. Games where you punch. Okay. Very good. Well done. I Sounds like punchy. It. Yes. Short, simple, a, a punchy theme, as it were. Um, games, uh, games with the punching. Many, uh, many fantastic games uh, eligible for next week's theme. Are are Kool Aid games eligible or no? You're thinking of Hawaiian Punch. Hmm. So, so Forgot games it. where you make punch or serve punch is that allowed or no? Games featuring the word punch, John. Okay. 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 If you can, if you can, you know, if twist you, that around and find a way to make it work, I'm into it. But if, if you, you punch can, it, you could use it. If you can find a game that doesn't involve punching, but has punch in the name, right. go for it. <laughs> I, I thought you were implying that somehow the Kool-Aid man punched through the walls. I'm like, no, he kind of just burst through him, man. He kind of... No, he's just made a punch. What about tongue punching? Through him. What about what? Tongue. What about tongue punching? You never said you were to tongue punch someone's fart box? <laughs> Not a lot I have it. Well, if you can find a game that uses the phrase tongue punch bark box, <laughs> yes, it's perfectly valid. But I wouldn't punch, uh, I wouldn't tongue punch anything else. So uh, anything else, no, not valid. But yes, games with punching. Uh, as David said, we've, uh, we've, you know, uh, honored the pride theme and now it's time to move on to a more wrathful theme. So yes, uh, next week, Game that tune chooses violence. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. And it was a good one this week, guys. What a show it's been. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday. This week, we're on Tuesdays. We apologize for the change in schedule, but we're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you guys checking us out on our live show. Thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. Uh, our podcasts come out Tuesday mornings. They're available at GameNotTune.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts. And we appreciate you guys supporting us there. Uh, we want to give a special shout out to Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameNotTune is the home for awesome exclusives. Uh, we've got Covered Up. We've got Mixtapes. We've got Game That Tune Gems where we take a look and listen back to video game music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Uh, Jesse's been on an absolute mixtape tear lately. He's uh, got his mixtape of Final Fantasy Battles. He's got his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mixtapes Revenge. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there at Patreon. And uh, pledging at any level gets you in on our movie commentaries, which we are going to get going again here real soon. 
Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff in the works at patreon.com slash game that tune. And we super appreciate you guys supporting us. Uh, first and foremost, we, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys helping us keep the lights on at our 24 seven video game music live stream, uh, radio.gamethattune.com, gtt.rocks for the people that don't want to type as much stuff. Uh, check us out, support us, uh, and enjoy some nonstop video game music not on twitch not on youtube out there in the rest of the internet where game that tune exists it's a great place to be want to give a special shout out to our patreon absurd fans of course we're talking lance revere damian beckles bradford stevens taylor y sam l mork tasty grimmery phoenix tier 2121 unsettled zebra akadar the kerrigan and rav sieg the just most fantastic group of patrons that anybody could ever have um what a what a fantastic group of patrons that we've got at patreon.com slash game that tune add your name to that list and we'll say it just like i just did uh want to give a shout out to our requester mork mork made their request on game that tune dot club uh but you can also make your request in our discord server check the show notes for the link you can hit us up game that tune at gmail.com uh and uh, you can find us, uh, I was going to say on social media, but no, you can find us at GameThatTune.club or in Discord. That's the places we want to be seen. So, David, you've got the bonus tunes closing out the show yet again, man. What a fucking, what a back and forth, uh, you know, brutal battle that you know, the two of us have been on. Um, I would like to know how you're going to take us home tonight. Um, well, I wanted to get into that wrathful fighting punching mood and nothing no song sums that up better than the crowd goes wild from Skullgirl second encore oh yes fantastic pick we love it and peace out everybody
Vitamin Connection is copyright 2020 WayForward Technologies. 2064 Read Only Memories is copyright 2015 Midboss. Disney's The Lion King Simba's Mighty Adventure is copyright 2000 Activision. Paradise Killer is copyright 2020 Kaizen Gaming and Fellow Traveler. The Sims 2 is copyright 2004 Maxis and Electronic Arts.